Welcome to our Weeb There Yet, an exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dee Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime lost in space. Because mm. I tried looking this show. I know nothing. I got nothing. Danger, I don't know Patrick, what's you have to watch anime today. Ground <laughs> <laughs> uh. control to Major Dugan. Bad news. <laughs> Got some. Oh no. <laughs> it's anime again. <laughs> it's that time it's of the me. week again. You know, the bad uh, time. Uh the the uh, earth went around the, the Wow. God, I'm really <laughs> struggling today. I was trying to represent a week. I was like, okay, another week is here. I was gonna say the earth went around the sun seven times. Nope, uh-huh, that's not how uh-huh, that works. Uh-huh. No. Uh, we're all <laughs> We're all in a great headspace, so let's uh, let's watch some complex stuff. <laughs> uh, we have a recommendation from Robert Anderson. We are watching Tatami Galaxy this week. Uh, Neat. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, know nothing about. Uh, but it is supposedly, in doing the research, a very pretty show, a very interestingly animated show. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll... We'll get into it. Uh, is this something uh, you heard of, D? since Brendan already said no? <laughs> I played um, my hand. <laughs> um, I've heard the title, and I think this is another Masaki Iwasa show in one way or another. Yep. I'm not sure how he was involved, but I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, I looked this up because it reminded me a lot of uh, The Night is Short, Walk on Girl. Yeah, And I was like, this looks very similar in style, and sure enough, both. Masawaki, uh, Masawaki Uwada, uh, Wasa. I can't say names. That guy, the director. Uh, he <laughs> also did Ping Pong, Keep Your Hands Off the Izuken, that mm-hmm. Food Chain episode of Adventure Time, all stuff that we've covered on this podcast. <laughs> all, all our usual uh, touchstones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, looking this up, uh, uh, I, I saw mention that uh, this has a like very clear influence on like edgar wright and scott pilgrim and stuff so i I feel like that that seems compatible i've i've had this on my list of like hmm this this seems catered to me but we'll see (laughs) but but (laughs) we've been hurt before by that (laughs) interesting Uh, i look forward to seeing aubrey plaza in here somewhere yeah Mm -hmm. surprise (laughs) she voices the main character oh (laughs) Just, we don't know uh, that. We know nothing. Yep. Yeah, we know nothing, so we'll just throw it away. Take us to the real episode. Yeah. <laughs> verse same as the second verse same as the first <laughs> verse <laughs> a little God. bit louder and a little bit worse <laughs> i do enjoy a roguelike 
and just playing the same thing <laughs> over and over and over. I love Hades. Yeah. yeah uh, wait, is this is this safe scumming the anime? <laughs> it's it's weird because I was also sort of playing Death Loop recently, which is mm. literally just <laughs> just a rogue like a game, but not a rogue. It's uh. And yeah, also the pandemic stumbled into uh, uh, Groundhog Day narratives uh, like seven years after this came out, but it, it's in the zeitgeist again, so we Is can it? talk about it. Yay! It, same as it ever was. Same as it. Oh no! <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. <laughs> this is not my beautiful. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> Kermit. Yeah, you can stay. <laughs> uh, so we start episode one. Oh boy, is this the? fastest dialogue i have seen in anime like insane like um i heard that this is a very pretty show and very well animated <laughs> couldn't really tell you because <laughs> i had to keep it. my eyes glued on the subtitles there were moments where i i like checked they were there for less than a second just multiple frames of a sentence that you mm-hmm. need to read just uh. to keep up and it's like oh oh my god this is breakneck pace mm-hmm. so, yeah so we watched this subbed i think even dubbed i would have had trouble following what was being said like even if yeah. i wasn't reading it it was so much so fast to my I, knowledge i don't know if there's an official dub and i i assume it's because every dubbing company is like oh fuck this no can't, can't touch this one nope. on, <laughs> it was on funimation's website but um it was like behind a an account wall because it's mature content Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know if there's a dub or not, but I can't even imagine, like, the articulation one would have to have to... Sorry, Jasper's playing with a box. Um, <laughs> Get him, Jasper's Jasper. my cat, everyone. Not my fiance. <laughs> um, He's having a fun time without the box. Um, Paul, where did you find a mouse? <laughs> oh, no. Get out. Um... But, yeah, I can't even imagine someone speaking in English with that kind of articulation to make it possible to understand with how quickly they speak. It it feels like you'd have to, like, record it all and then, like, speed it up at, like, 1.25 speed. Like, speed it up slightly just to, mm-hmm. like, condense it and fit it all in. Because, God, that's a lot. Seemed like he never breathed. Very impressive. So, yes, uh, we are prefacing that in that dialogue-wise could... Couldn't gun to my head uh, give you a rundown of what happens. So this is mostly based uh, note-taking based off the plot synopsis to be like, okay, do I have to take the history of like the, the apartment building he lives in? Seems like it's all bombed out and destroyed, but it's just a very shitty apartment. It's like, uh, no, I didn't need to write that down. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's just a teenage boy being a teenage boy and saying things you don't care about. Yeah. You know, uh, what we talk about on this show. Exactly. (laughs) Anime. (laughs) So, uh, we get a small primer. We see, uh, this is uh, Shimogamo Shrine. It's a a, a shrine outside of Kyoto, and uh, on occasion, oh, when when the moon is right in the sky, a small, uh, like, ramen food cart uh, shows up, and this is a popular place for our main character. I say that because I don't think he ever gets a name. Nope. I don't think so. Yeah, in, like, even in the notes 
like the synopsis that I've seen. It's just protagonist. So I unnamed main character. I'll just say main boy. Mm-hmm. Boy, uh, boy is there eating ramen, <laughs> uh, and he sees he sees this guy on the other end of the bar with a, a weird shaped head. It's <laughs> it's an eggplant shaped head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like Jay Leno. <laughs> yep. Uh, so he's uh, he's like, hmm, I feel like I've seen this guy before. And uh, the man looks to him and he's like, hey, you, I'm a god. I'm the, I'm the god of this shrine. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> uh, so he's like, hey, so I I've seen you around, young man. You you're you're a piece of shit with no purpose in life, right? <laughs> We have that in common. <laughs> I feel targeted by the show. <laughs> He's like, hey, so I, I'm going to level with you. I've I've seen you around. I'm the god of matchmaking. And I'm about to go to GodCon, where uh, we meet up with all the other gods. And we put our matchmaking decisions into the world and essentially fire Cupid's arrow. That's where it goes down. So, for you, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. I think I can set you up with a girl. A girl you know in one of your college clubs. But there's also a chance I may set it up with your best friend, who is the world's biggest piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm really torn. Uh, I... I don't. It could go either way at this point, but uh, uh, I'm I'm gonna let you figure it out. Uh, if if you want to come talk to me, we uh, we can make this happen. So boy's like, hmm, skeptical, but hmm. So. How do I come talk to you? Do I come and like make an offering at your shrine again? Do I does the moon? Up to- no, I live upstairs. Uh, it's room two hundred one, like right above you. <laughs> I live Hit in the same I- shitty boarding house you do. I can't place where I know this guy. I, I'm your neighbor. We live next to each other. I'm in unit 210. You're in unit 211. Come on. I'll be honest. Gun to my head. If you ask me who my neighbor was, I could not tell you either. So, like, I, I feel him on this part. Fair. Uh, so, uh, we get a little bit of backstory on this main character. So, he was... The typical high school loser, he didn't join any clubs, he just hung out with the burnouts and the unmotivated kids. So when he got the chance to go to the, like, ideal college life, uh, just like capital U University, uh, he's like, okay, now it's time to make a change. Uh, I can have, like, the actual romantic college experience and uh, have all that stuff. Let me join a club. And the club he joins, drum roll please. Tell me if you heard this one recently. He joins tennis club. Oh god, no. Wow. So immediately someone it. pours some boiling water on him. <laughs> oh no. His mom hates him for no reason. That I won't get into it. I can't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Too recent. Um, so he joins the tennis club and... Uh, once he does, he's like, "All right, maybe I'll get, I'll get to flirt, meet all the hot chicks in tennis club." Uh, but once he joined, he realized, "Oh, everyone here is already in a relationship or couple off uh, immediately." So he almost instantly becomes the last like single guy there. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, except for one other person. Ooh. That's his friend Ozu. Ozu. Oh. Nice <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a handsome young gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, of course. He is drawn to essentially be a demon. So uh, <laughs> it's pretty clear, like, yes, w- we can all establish this is a bad guy. Have and you seen Death Note? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, very much has the same face. Uh, so uh, he and uh, the main character, Bond, they're like, ah, oh, love sucks. It it just sucks your personality away. Uh, just real classic uh, incel <laughs> logic <laughs> stuff going on. Of what? like, oh, why are all these guys falling for the scam of love when you could be farting in a basement with other dudes? <laughs> That's where it's at. The dream. (laughs) Party city. Um, So they're like, okay, our master plan, we got to break up all these couples. We got to show them all love is fake, love is uh, bullshit, and you don't need it. So in doing so, we're going to actively break up all these couples. So their master plan, they, uh, the town they're in is like along a river so there's like a, a start of summer party that typically happens where just people gather by the riverbank it's a popular hangout spot for the college kids and they decide let's set off some bottle rockets at them not like above them to be like oh this is real distracting let's shoot artillery uh, bottle rockets at all our friends and colleagues sick um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Cock so, block and- of the century. <laughs> uh, so uh, as they're setting up, they are like looking through binoculars across the river, and they see Akashi, the girl that he is that oh they supposedly have a, a love triangle with uh, with God. Okay, <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, but Akashi is your your typical oh she's too cool she's uh she's so cold she's not friendly but i understand her we can vibe um (laughs) but they set up all these rockets and fire them off and all the couples go screaming and running because they are under fire uh they're actively dodging fireworks um so uh they set this off uh they see across the river uh akashi is not impressed she's just like you fucking idiot and <laughs> and just dodges all the fireworks uh but then naturally everyone's like hey let's go beat the shit out of the people uh shooting at us so they run across the river and try to catch them and that uh uh ozu and main character run away uh so because they didn't have any disguises were entirely visible and were shouting each other's names people realized it was them and they were ostracized they were kicked out of the club called the black cupids because they're just uh, systematically destroying all these relationships and all their schemes were exposed uh so uh we see uh as they're running away from the fireworks uh he sees uh uh, main character sees a fortune teller. Ooh, mysterious. Uh, just sitting on the sidewalk. 
And she's like, hmm, you seem like a man with hidden potential. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, I'm a confident single guy. I will take any validation you can give me. Uh, tell me more, fortune teller. Obviously, you see my untapped potential. Uh, and she's like, oh, I see you're going to be presented with an opportunity soon. Uh, this this is your chance. You have to seize on this opportunity, no matter what it is. Because if you don't, you will be a loser for the rest of your life. And he's like, hmm, that's way too vague. Mm. Hey, do do something. <laughs> God, do something. <laughs> not again, uh, not the fireworks thing. Don't do that. But uh, you already did it. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Do something not yeah, shitty. Yeah, you should have talked to this fortune teller immediately before, and she would have been like, oh, wait, never mind. Don't. <laughs> uh, so, uh, talking to the fortune teller, he's like, that was too vague. I don't understand you. Uh, but then he sees Ozu walk down the street with his arm around a woman. Oh, what? Scandal. He feels so betrayed. He's like, oh, I thought we were brothers. We're against the, the we were in the no girls allowed club. Come on. <laughs> How could you? Uh, but Ozu is like, eh, it's fine. Uh, we, the, <laughs> she was my dental hygienist. So we just knew each other. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, you know how love happens. Yeah. Uh, so they go to a restaurant and they're talking, uh, talking about this betrayal and, uh, Ozu's like, hey, uh, I I know you're giving me shit, but I saw you the other day at that matchmaking shrine, and I saw you going through the process, being like, oh, give give me a girlfriend, give me a girlfriend, and uh, main character's like, oh no, no, I didn't. Uh, uh, I was buying porn there. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I was at a pornography store. I was buying pornography. <laughs> um, so. Uh, He's, uh, Ozu's like, huh, uh, it's weird. Anyways, what do you think about Akashi? And main character's like, oh, oh, oh no, uh, uh, what? Are, are you expressing interest in her? You shouldn't because I, I, I'm definitely interested, but uh, not really. Um, um, and, uh, Ozu's like, yeah, I, I think you should go for it. Uh, uh, she seems to hate everyone, but she seems to hate you less. So that's. That means she likes you, so go mm-hmm. for it. That's an in. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he gets in his head. He's like, oh, man, uh, uh, just uh, really going through his thoughts of like, oh, is this a trick? I uh, This is the scum of the earth. I don't know if I can trust what he's saying. And when he looks up, Akashi is sitting across from him. Oh, oh, no. What? How'd you get here? Well, uh, uh, you were just spacing out for like 10 minutes. <laughs> uh but the real reason she's there is she's there with the tennis club because after their attack, they went to this restaurant, you know, like they normally do. Hey, Maine, don't go to where they're going to hunt you down. So, <laughs> uh, she was like, Ozu already dipped out the back. Don't worry. I'll I'll cover your check. You, you can get out of here. And he's like, OK, thank you. And he runs off. So uh, we get another flashback of how he and Akashi met. Uh, they were both working at a like summer book fair, and she was the ice queen that uh, none of the guys wanted to talk to because uh, she was just too hostile. But uh, he was like, oh, yeah, uh, rock on. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, fuck society. <laughs> That's uh, my kind of woman. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, there, there is history of them being friendly before this. Uh, so uh, he runs back to his apartment where Ozu is at. Uh, Ozu leaves him like a cake dessert and uh, it, it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so he was going to eat that dessert by himself, the main character. But as he's going to, he's like, hmm, this is a dessert made for sharing. Uh, maybe, uh, what if, like, Akashi was here? Oh, no, why did my mind immediately go to Akashi? Oh, oh, the god, uh, he's influencing my brain. And then just starts spiraling for, like, five minutes. Where <laughs> yeah! <he's> like, <laughs> mm, ah, relatable content, here we go. Wow. Oh, sorry, uh, relatable content uh, would be if he was spiraling for uh, months, but uh, here we are. <laughs> okay. Uh, <gasps> but <laughs> he's agonizing, he's like... Uh, I I kind of do have a crush on Akashi, but uh, do I give up my loner lifestyle and <laughs> lose to society by falling in love and all that garbage? And uh, as as he does, he just starts devouring the cake, being like, "No, selfish man time!" Eating with his hands like a feral beast. Honestly, I forgot the word incel until just now, and I was much happier. I was like <laughs> objectively. Been- measurably happier yeah, yeah i've I'm been sorry. thinking of it the whole time and i was like i'm not gonna say it out loud <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry but. to bring it back into the world i'll uh that will be the episode title but i'll bleep it out <laughs> so you'll just see stars just know that it's in cell um okay um so it is uh we get an yet another flashback uh uh while they're working at the book club uh, they're just like sitting next to each other, chilling, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I, I I heard you found this like a uh, ramen cart that's sporadically there, but you just happen to know where it is. Maybe you should invite me there sometime." Ha ha ha! <laughs> Very clearly being like, "Hey, I'm into you," and he's like, <laughs> "Hmm, Date. I will not pick up on this," and continue agonizing over if she likes me or not. Uh. So he finally decides, okay, I'll I'll give in. I'll go talk to the god. Please, please don't give Akashi to Ozu. He's a huge piece of shit. If she's going to end up with anyone, it might as well be me, right? Uh, so the god is like, okay, uh, come come meet me at, uh, at this place at 8 o'clock. Uh, so he goes there and, oh, it just happens to be the day of a festival. So it's Party City downtown. Uh, that's the second time I've said Party City. This is not branded. Party. <laughs> I was going to clarify that. Uh, sorry. Dreamers for $5. <laughs> Got paper masks. Uh, so, uh, he meets the god there and he's like, okay, cool. So, here's the big plan. Uh, you thought I was just going to, like, grant you the godly power of being in love? No. Akashi is across this crowded bridge. She's walking this way. You're going to walk that way. You're going to say something nice and pleasant to her. And then you're going to ask her out. And Maine is like, you expected me to do work? That wasn't part of the deal. Oh, that <laughs> I, I can't do that. Oh, uh, you need me to emasculate myself by having feelings? No. Disgusting. <laughs> the worst. Uh, so he... Walks across the bridge. He's like, this is so stupid. I'm, I'm going to tell her to fuck off. Take that fate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he he sees her and he immediately freezes up and gets nervous. And she's like, oh, hey, funny seeing you here. He's like, yep, goodbye. <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> Fare thee well. <laughs> uh, so he doesn't do it. Uh, and just walks away and is like, no, I didn't take the opportunity. So at that point, Ozu pops out of the crowd, dressed in disguise as a woman, and he's like, come on, you fucking idiot. I I went through all this work and put all this together for you to not go through with it. So this was another Ozu scheme. (laughs) This whole thing. The god, fake. He saw... uh, the main character at the shrine praying for a girlfriend and was like, Hmm, me and my buddy who has this weird God head. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to enlist him. We're going to convince him to ask out his crush. So, uh, of course the main character is furious at this plot. And, uh, Ozu is like, if you don't ask her out right now, I'm jumping off this bridge. You have to do this. Uh, but, out of disguise. Uh, in this crowd are people Ozu fucked over either by, you know, like uh, shooting fireworks at them or <laughs> many of his other just devil man schemes. <laughs> uh, so they're like, hey, that's that asshole. Let's kill him. <laughs> so they, uh, push him off the bridge. Bye, Ozu. Rip. Yep, and they make sure to specify, oh no, the water, you'll die if you fall in that. It's too shallow. (laughs) So the crowd murders him, (laughs) and uh, they're like, hey, you, main character, aren't you friends with that guy? Fuck you too. And they throw him (laughs) off the bridge. And as he's falling, Ozu is like, oh, what what a way for my life to end. What if I did everything different? Oh, if only I didn't join tennis club, none of this would have happened. What what could have been? And then we get that classic rewind sound, and the episode ends. Wow. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I, I will admit I didn't piece together that Ozu set them up and that the god wasn't real. Like I said, I was pretty confused for a lot of this. So I was oh, yes. like, oh, okay. Oh, so again, actually kind of if homie. I did not have a synopsis in front of me to be like, uh, I'm checking my notes against this. This is what's happening, right? I would have been lost. <laughs> mm, yeah. So in episode two, we start off with Ozu and main boy, and they're like watching some guy on some security cameras. Um, and main boy tells us about Ozu again. He says, oh, if I hadn't met him, I'd be a better poison. I doubt it. um so they're going into this person's house um because ozu has the key and he tells main boy to keep everything clean because the guy who owns the house is a clean freak so he'll notice if anything moves and he says something about yeah that's why he doesn't have a flesh and blood girlfriend and then they go into his room and they see he has a sex doll weird very strange (laughs) what Uh, yeah i was gonna say i don't don't teach their own i don't know I ain't um, hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, once again, we get his, like, rose-colored campus life ideas, but that didn't happen. We know this. Um, but this time, when he says he joined a club, he tells us that he joined a film club. 
which was headed by this guy, Joe Gasaki. Um, and we see some of the, uh, the film club's exploits. They, they film something thing together where Joe Gasaki is like always the star of the, the, uh, film club's little movies. Um, so they're doing a scene where Joe Gasaki hits the main boy and he winds up in the water and he's changing his clothes cause he's all wet now. And they overhear him, uh, he overhears them saying that they need to do another take. And he's like, I don't want to do that. Um, and then he meets Ozu here. So it was at this point that I was like, oh, we got like an unreliable narrator on our hands because he's telling us different shit, but it's the same <laughs> shit we heard last time. Mm. Hmm. Um, and then we see the two of them at home talking shit about Jogasaki. Um, saying that he doesn't have any original ideas, all of his short films are no good. Um, so to combat this, Main Boy started writing his own little movies. Um, and he describes three different movies that he tried to make, and they're all like different genres from each other, but none of them were received well. Jogasaki's movies always did better, and it's mainly because Jogasaki is just super charismatic and everybody loves him. Uh, and then also, they talk about how Jogasaki's like right hand man made it really difficult for them to film, and ultimately they were cast out of the film club. So si- similar situation to last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shun from society. Ugh! How could this possibly be my fault? <laughs> God, society sucks. Wait, why can't I be a part of it anymore? <laughs> <laughs> How could this happen to me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're out at a restaurant and he's complaining how he wants recognition. And then Ozu calls him selfish. And he tells Ozu that he's wasted his college life because of him, because of Ozu. And Ozu tells him, it doesn't matter what path you take. You'll always end up here, which feels relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Keep that in mind. Um, and then Main Boy asks if they've had this conversation before. And Ozu is like, nah, nah, nah. It's just deja vu, pal. Don't worry about it. Um, and then uh, he says the same stuff that he did in the last episode about how he's actively trying to make Main Boy a bad person. <laughs> it's like, ever since I met you, that's been my goal. I've seen your potential to be just a real garbage man. <laughs> um. And, and then with Ozu. Is that bad? Is that a problem? I think Ozu. <laughs> Ozu is a hoot. <laughs> he really makes the show fun. Because <laughs> he is just terrible. Yeah. And he I mean, doesn't like apologize sunny. for it. They're just yeah. shitty people. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then he he just pulls out Jogasaki's grades. And he's like, listen, even though this guy is really cool and everybody loves him, his grades are terrible. He's been here for eight years. Whoa. Uh, that loan, though. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people go to college for eight years. Yeah, they're called doctors, Tommy. Well, I just <laughs> finished my sociology degree, and it took me seven years, technically. There you go. Although I did, I always got good grades, and it was a belated decision, so it's not because I got bad grades. <laughs> Just to clarify, good for me, I graduated college the other day. Hell yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then Ozu talks about the swimsuit audition, which was when Joga had, uh, that's what I was calling in my notes, 
Jogasaki had a bunch of ladies come in in just swimsuits and he judged their titties. He like had them stand behind a thing and put in so he could see their boobs and then he kept like a record of each one. Terrible. Especially him being as old as he is. Yeah. Think about that. Terrible. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize that, yeah. Yeah, he's probably at least 26. Um, and then main boy gets an idea. So he's like, I'm leaving the club anyway. I'm going to drag this bitch down with me. And Ozu is like, I'll go along with whatever you say, my friend. <laughs> uh, so they're going to film an expose documentary on Jogasaki. Um, and then they're with uh, Godman from the first episode. But then uh, in this one, they explain that it's literally just a guy that Ozu knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're they're taking some stuff that they filmed and Ozu is manipulating the film to make Jogasaki look even worse than he is. And Main Boy is like, at this point, it's not really a documentary. It's just like a personal attack. And Main Boy's had enough, so he gets up and leaves. Um, and he's walking down the street, and he's stopped by the same old lady fortune teller from the first episode. Yeah. Tells him the exact same thing from the first episode. And he's like, I feel like I've heard this before. Um, and... Yeah, so he has he has to take the opportunity that's in front of him or life will continue on the same way it's been. Uh, and then he walks along. He sees Jogasaki out with a bunch of friends. Um, it's kind of funny. He sees him as if everybody's like carrying him on a pedestal and he's like a king and stuff. But he's just drunk and hanging on his friend's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they talk and Jogasaki's like, it's really too bad that your films didn't get picked. But, I mean, they have to be something people want to watch. And people just didn't want to watch your films. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> um, and then Ozu runs up. Uh, he says he's been looking for him. And now Main Boy is determined to make a libelous film against <laughs> Jogasaki. His words. Um, so, yeah. They do more editing. They finish the film. Um, and there's a little event where they're showing one of Jogasaki's movies. And... Main boy sneaks in and switches out the film with his. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, Jogasaki introduces the movie. <laughs> he, s- he says, he introduces Ozu, saying that Ozu did the sound editing and Ozu is up there taking a bow. And the main boy's like, wow. Playing, <laughs> Playing both, both sides. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gotta hedge your bets. <laughs> <laughs> I also um, like at one point while they're making the film, Ozu's like, hey, by the way, you can put your name on this. You don't have to put my name on this film. Finish it. If your buddy who's helping you on a project wants no association with that project, it's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, maybe question it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just put down Alan Smithy for me. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Akashi did the special effects. Uh, so now we get uh, another little flashback of how they met. It's pretty much the same thing. She's cold to other people, but now they're in the film club. He didn't meet her at an, a little bookshop. Um, she's blunt and no one likes to talk to her, but he likes her. Um, so back on this day, it's time to start the film. Main boy has second thoughts about showing the documentary because he doesn't want to like undermine Akashi's work. Um, but Ozu is like, ah, shut up. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so the movie starts and it seems like it's the movie that Jogasaki made, but then when they cut, the filming doesn't stop. And then it's just a bunch of clips that they have. So there's like him going to the bathroom, 
him putting a gift that some girls gave him in the trash, um, a shot of his grades. Um, he, uh, it gets yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he somehow has like a rock climbing wall, but it's titties. <laughs> That's cool. That was my favorite because it was just so absurd. Yeah. They like show him like on the phone with his mom and he's like, but mommy, I'm almost out of money. And then like he's drinking from a bottle. So it's not just that he likes boobs. It's that he's like a baby man. <laughs> it It's like he doesn't so. like women. He just likes breast, like just themselves, yeah. which is bizarre. Yeah, so the audience is turning against him fast. Um, he yells to stop the film, um, but everybody's like, no, no, let it go, <laughs> keep going. Hold um, on, he's on to something. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then it goes on to show him with his sex doll. Um, and it was at that point I like kind of felt bad for him. <laughs> um, yeah, that one didn't seem as bad as the rest of it. Yeah, because, you know, it's just a guy... Doing doing what gets him his jollies. And as long as it's not hurting anybody, that's fine. He's weird. He's weird. For all the, all the titty stuff. But this is whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, this is just mean. Having a titty wall like that he rock climbs on and suckles on feels a little weirder than just a, a sex doll. <laughs> yeah, much worse. Um, Meanwhile, Ozu and Main Boy are back in their editing room trying to, like, clear stuff out. They, like, ran from the viewing party before anybody could figure out it was them. Um, and then Akashi shows up and she's like, yeah, they didn't stop the movie because the audience was enjoying it. Like, why would they stop it? <laughs> it was a good film. Um, and she's like, ah, Jogasaki and his goons are looking for you. Um, and she says, I liked your other movies better. You're an idiot. Um, she also says that he hasn't kept his promise, but he doesn't remember. And then she's like, ah, just get out of here. Um, and he tells her not to be fooled by Jogasaki's magic. And she's like, I'm not stupid. Like, you know <laughs> He's me. He's clearly a, a, a college dipshit. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so off main boy goes, he returns home and the already eaten Castella is there. The cake that he ate. Um, so that's interesting. It's, it's. This is a very intriguing plot because it's like, is this just him imagining what it would be like if he joined different clubs? Or is it actually like him being in like alternate realities and like having memories of the past realities? At this point, we don't know. But uh, yeah, real quick on that uh, with the fortune teller, when he when she gives him his fortune this time, she's like, oh, that's 2000 yen. He's like, wait a minute, you've raised your price since last yeah. So he yeah. still retains some memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, so he's, yeah, after he sees the eaten cake, he lays on the floor. He looks up at the ceiling. He remembers Akashi, um, having a conversation with Akashi. He said he was going to make a movie about true love. And then the same exact thing happens. A moth lands on her face. She freaks out. Same scene, different place. She talks about she had lost a toy. It's the same conversation as last time. Don't know if we talked about it, but it happens. Um, and then he's like, oh, maybe the opportunity the old woman was talking about was Akashi. Uh, mm. And then he talks about regretting his decision to join the film club. Um, and it was at this point I was like, oh, 
this show is just the, like, it's not exactly Groundhog's Day. It's like the dice episode of Community <laughs> where, oh, yeah. you know, each it's different reality for each person that had to go get the pizza. Um, so, yeah, this is just different realities for each club he might have joined, maybe. Um, but, yeah, he he watches the film about true love that he never finished. And then the clock turns backwards again. One more again. Time to go again. One more again. We go. <laughs> and that's episode two. <laughs> and one more again. Episode three. Yeah, different club saying. All right, moving on. Uh, are <laughs> I we mean, there? No. <laughs> kind of. There, there are a little. St- uh, yeah, episode three uh, starts off with a uh, boy uh, just riding a very high-end fancy bike and uh, talking about how he's going to win the race. And he's in his rose rose-tinted glasses, college or whatever the phrase. Um, and we see him uh, riding his high-end uh, sports bike. And uh, he's up to the side, he locks it up, and he's like, I got this high-end chain to lock it up to keep it safe, even a hydraulic cutter can't get through it. I gotta protect my investment. And we see him get off the bike and start walking upstairs. Looks like he's doing, like, a delivery or something, like a courier. Uh, and uh, as soon as he walks away, as soon as he gets up to the door, we see just a dude, like, walks over, Breaks the lock, takes the bike, and keeps going. He's just like, I what, what, what? Hello? Excuse me? Like That's my, my tissue bike. paper lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy was like ten feet from it when it happened, so he's like right there. Uh, and this was when we find out there is an overzealous volunteer called the Cleanup Corps that are going around taking bikes that have just been strewn around campus, and uh, over the years they've gotten more and more zealous. To the point where even if it's slightly out of a designated biking zone, they'll take the bike. And the people never see those bikes again. So they just straight up steal. And they stole his bike. And along with it, the two years he invested into it. So it was a him, nice bike. It's a very nice bike. Uh, we see him like kind of like sprayed out, uh, sprawled out on the ground like as they drive away in their pickup truck full of bikes. Wondering like who, who, who did this? Who's responsible for this? Which I feel like is a much more meta question for the overarching show rather than this individual moment. Uh, and then we see this time in freshman year, he joined the psych club. Same deal as before. Thought he was going to get a girlfriend in it. Turns out he just hung out with burnouts and layabouts all high school. So he wasn't actually prepared to be a cyclist. And so he's like the scrawny weakest member of the club. And everything's the same. We see the gym with everyone working on the cycling club and he's like already exhausted on the bench. Uh, and Ozu comes up this time and he's a literal fish man. Like even the protagonist says like, as he's narrating it, he's like this fish man creature swam up to me like out of the floor. And it was, Ozu. I was like, what? <laughs> so, Reality's getting a little funky. Yeah, because, yeah, he's in the gym. He's not by, like, a pond or a stream, and it's just Fishman, like, swims through the ground. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and he's yeah, like, same thing. I have to tell this story over and over again. I may as well embellish it. <laughs> I, gotta keep it interesting for me. Uh, and, yeah, it was it just swims up. He's like, hey, you're kind of shitty. I'm shitty, too. Let's be shitty together. And he's like, yeah, okay. And just agrees with him. Uh, and uh, we see... Ozu would never show up. Oh, yeah, he says Ozu would never show up in the circle. They say circle a few times, and I wasn't exactly sure what he meant by this. Uh, but he says instead of showing up in the circle, he would show up in his room. I so think I he got just, the, 
meant like club. Like instead of saying club, they would say like film circle. Okay. Yeah, it was the same like for that. the tennis circle in episode one. Yeah. Okay. For a second, I thought it meant like the building where he wouldn't like go through the building, just appear. Mm. Um, okay. So yeah, he wouldn't show up like in the club. He would just show up in his own in his bedroom. Uh, and his master, his grifting buddy, is also on the second near him. So we see Uzi come into the bedroom, is talk talk protagonist a bit. And uh, while he is, we see like his grifting buddy master like in the window behind him, like sneak in and start eating some of the protagonist's food, and then run out. Just a real dick move. <laughs> and uh, this iteration, we see the main boy kind of putting up with less of Ozu's shit. It's less of a buddy buddy. And more of just, like, this fucking guy. Uh, so, so he kind of ends up, like, kicking Ozu out of his room. And as Ozu leaves, main guy finds, like, a cycling book and notices, hey, you can get customized parts for your bike that'll help, like, adapt for your weak strength. Because you suck at cycling. But they're really expensive. He's like, oh, that's what I'll do. So we see him working, like, a lot of different part-time jobs. Like, donating plasma and stuff. He's like, even some illegal jobs. And he's, like, on a fishing vessel and stuff. And he said he took out, like, a bunch of loans from his buddies and colleagues and co-workers. Uh, but also, he could afford his dream bike, which he gets. And it's the bike we saw uh, in the beginning of the episode. And only for the cleanup core to take it away from him just a short while later. And now that he's bikeless, he's all distraught. He was walk- walking back home, and he goes walking back down an, old alley- an alleyway and bumps into Nanami, his old bike. His old shitty bike with like a basket on it and stuff that carried him through all the hardship and sorrows in his life and was always there for him. And you know what? Fuck the fancy bike. He's gonna win that race with Nanami. His old, the old true bike. Yeah. I never should have doubted you. <laughs> and uh, the day of the race goes to get ready, but his bike's not there. Turns out because it's so old and shitty, someone thought it was just like a transport bike for like a for a random like onlooker or something or for someone to keep up with the cyclist to watch like and they didn't think it was an actual racing bike so Damn they took it to the end of the scooters. race <laughs> <laughs> so by the time he actually got his old bike back he was already four hours late to the race and everyone has already got a huge lead ahead of him but he's not giving up he's gonna prove him he's gonna show what Nanami can do and we see him, like, riding through the rain, and he gets a flat tire, and he's going uphill, and he's like, God damn it, why are you so heavy, bike? And it's just, <laughs> fuck this piece of shit bike. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good bike. Like, yeah, it got him through stuff, but <laughs> it's not a racing bike. Uh, and eventually it looks like he just kind of gives up and uh, goes off to a restaurant, and is just kind of out of it, just drinking some tea. And we see on the TV, that old grifting god son of a bitch won the race with his bike! What? Turns out Wild. the cleanup corpse that took his bike, the bikes are never seen again. Turns out Uzu's god buddy got it. Somehow. And he's all pissed. Main boy goes running out of the restaurant screaming and finds himself <laughs> finds himself back at he Oh god, I swore I could have said this before. He Michi doesn't matter. Know. A place. A reoccurring location in the show. I don't <laughs> I can't say the name. Um and he runs into the fortune teller again. And same exact same prophecy. You got yeah, reach out and grab the opportunity in front of you. It's just dangling there. Dangling. Hint. Dangle. Uh, and once again, she raised the price a bit. And he's like, hey, wait a minute. Hold uh, on. 
Hey, oh, wait the a second. only continuity in this show. <laughs> uh, that's that's the inevitability of the universe. Inflation. <sighs> <laughs> don't that's worry what this show's actually trying to teach. Hey, don't fiscal responsibility is cool, right, kids? Here's a we'll devil give- fish, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a 3% raise every four years. Don't worry, the cost of uh, living will raise up 10% every year. Fuck you. <laughs> Economics. Fish man uh, devil baby. Ooh. <laughs> to, don't make don't make cry baby, but it's just Abe Sapien. I had to say it out loud. <laughs> I couldn't let that stay in my brain for the rest of the day. <laughs> I couldn't live with that. <laughs> um, so after he gets his fortune, he ends up getting a little drunk and just passing out alongside the riverbed. And Akatsuki, uh, boof, today. Akashi? Akashi. <laughs> Akashi shows up and like picks him up and just puts him on her bike and starts to ride. And uh, he wakes up like mid ride. She's like, "Hey, I found you drunk on the riverbed. That's not great. Anyway, I'm taking you back to my circle because we got a huge favor to ask." He's like, "Cool," and then like passes out again. And uh, in his passed out state, we kind of get like a flashback. Her, she's a great cyclist. She joined the cycling club won a big race that she was in both won like the women's division and also just the race overall uh, and then immediately quit after she won and got the prize money and invested it into her new club which is the one she's in right now. and same thing she's a nice queen unapproachable blah, blah and so she takes them to this like shabby house in the park which is a bunch of people that are working on like different parts and stuff and we find out it's like a glider plane and turns out he's the perfect candidate for the Birdman project that she's working on. Uh, she's part of this club. Squaw! But the film club was the last episode. I think the bur- at least the phrase Birdman came up in the first episode. I don't remember exactly where. So I think this is a weird like, through line through all the timelines as well. Um, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. that. Yeah, th- it, there's a lot going on. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the Birdman, like, project is kind of like this, like, it's kind of like a thing the Red Bull does, where it's like you build, like, a glider sort of plane, you throw it off a giant platform into a lake, and see how far you can glide. Uh, so if anyone's been bombarded with Red Bull commercials like I have been, it's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, you're going to be the perfect candidate to be the pilot for it, because uh, you're so weird and scrawny and, like, have really no physical stature at all. So you won't weigh down the plane. Aerodynamic for it. And he's like, oh. Cool. Not a compliment. Thank you. Hey, you're a weak nerd, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, okay. Uh, And they're like, you don't have to do anything. Like, you just have to be here. Just stay healthy. Don't get sick or something. Like, but when the time comes around for the con. Otherwise, you're perfect. Cool. And he's kind of worried. It's kind of like a weird prank they're playing. Because it's, no one said he's perfect for anyone. Uh, You're perfect. Can we fly you into a lake? (laughs) <laughs> i've done dumber things for less uh that night he goes home goes back to his apartment i don't think there was cake this time or if there was it was like even less it was just crumbs um but once again he sees the moth on his light and he sees the little bear figuring dangling from the light uh and remembering that him and akashi talked about the uh during the race back on his first race she he was exhausted and out of breath and like on the sideline. She stops and's like, hey, how's it going? And they do a little chit-chat. Uh, and he makes a promise with her. Uh, another reoccurring. And uh, 
Uh, oh, and then she went on the race. Uh, so yeah, he's just remembering that, and the little figure is one of five that she has that she's missing. Oh, I should have given it to her. But then I started second-guessing myself, and then I didn't give it to her. And now I don't know what to do. And I'm crippled by uh, indecision. And uh, he wonders if Akashi would even like him, maybe even if he did return the doll and all this. And he's like, well, after tossing and turning all night, I passed out. It's like, great. <laughs> so <laughs> the next day he wakes up, and him and Ozu goes to uh, Titty Man's place. <laughs> and for some reason, I don't know why, he just shows up and they're like, ah, you want to be in shape for the Birdman contest. So we're going to train you. I'm going to drive you hard. I'm going to get you swollen big. And you're going to look great. And that's exactly what happens. They get a training montage. And he gets all jacked up and muscly. So he returns to the shabby uh, shack in the park. <laughs> and as he's walking through the club, everyone's disgusted by him. <laughs> I, lo- I just loved all the reactions of all of them. And uh, when he goes to meet like the club leader, founder, president, whatever. Uh, he just starts screaming. He's like, no, you're a ruin. You've destroyed your body. You put on all this stupid muscle. You'll look like a goddamn ape. Now we're going to have to redesign the whole fucking plane. Even if you put on 10 more pounds, we'd have to redesign it. Now look at you, you got goddamn monster. And he's just berating him. And I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he said, just don't do anything and you're perfect. And he went ahead and did something. So now he can't be the pilot anymore. A fool. So, Mora. So he's dropped from the project, and uh, he's dejected and outside. Uh, the club is like, great, now Akashi's going to have to be the pilot. She's not ideal, but she's the best runner we got. And now we have to redesign the whole plane and make changes to it. Awesome. Uh, so main boy's outside dejected, and uh, Akashi comes out and like gives him like a drink and apologizes for bringing him into all this, only to get him kicked out of it and all this stuff. And she says, like, I, I figured the perfect pilot's body would be one that was crafted by idleness and carelessness. And that was yours. Cool. Not a, <laughs> Once again, not a, not thank a compliment. you. <laughs> Those hands well, have not seen a day of work. You're perfect <laughs> to fly. <laughs> you're just barely scraping by in life, and you're just this weird <laughs> glib of a man. No one will miss you if you drown in a lake, right? Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> She, uh, Akashi says she didn't actually expect him to train. She didn't expect him to do anything because he hasn't done anything ever. That's why he was the perfect <laughs> pilot. So she, In so three she, lifetimes, you've done nothing. <laughs> she also has the memories that carry over. It's like, man, you don't do shit. I counted on it this time. I made bets. Um, and he ends up back on the bridge overlooking the river. And while he's off looking... He sees uh, the cleanup corpse, but this time they're taking uh, Akashi's plane, the glider that they've been working. No. Oh. And he sees the devious leader of the cleanup corpse. He's got like a big hat and a trench coat. It's covered his identity this whole time. Turns out it's a really shitty person. Any idea who that might be? We know it's one. A, it's Main a, character. Oh, well, hold that on. That would be a fun <laughs> twist. Uh, yeah, so it ends up being Ozu. Uh, main boy runs over to talk to him because he's like, hey, what the fuck? You stole my bike. And it's like, <laughs> and he kind of gives him the spiel again of like, we're connected. We're both shitty. We're connected by the black thread of fate. And it's like, it, you're not denying the shitty things you've done you to me. You stole my bike. <laughs> uh, 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 like, fate stole your bike. <laughs> I, basically, 
Yeah, he's not denying that he did it, but he's just like, he's like, you deserve it? It's weird. Um, and he's like, hey, you spent a lot of money on that bike, right? A lot of money. You owe people. Why don't you come work for the cleanup crew and get a little money back? You can help me out. And it's like, we're tied together anyway. Everyone's already pissed at you. Like, everyone already hates you. You got nothing to lose. And main boy's like, well, if we target the bikes from, like, happy couples and only take bikes from them, I'll do it. It's like, cool. Glad to see you're still shit. <laughs> uh, and while they're talking, Oz, and while he's agreeing to do this, Ozzy's, like, putting the hat on him, putting the trench coat around him, like, basically, like, hey, welcome to the club. And right as he does that, they hear, like, a noise. And Ozzy's like, oop, Akashi's coming. I gotta dip out. See ya. And they're on, like, a train cart that they were loading the glider into on train tracks. And when he hears Akashi coming, Ozu, like, cuts off his cart and just rolls away on the train tracks, like, (laughs) out of existence. And leaving the main protagonist boy with the trench coat and the hat of, like, the cleanup crew leader. And sure enough, Akashi shows up, sees the cleanup crew taking the glider, sees the leader there. And she's like, hey, what the fuck? I thought you were going to help us, and now you're just taking our plane. And uh, main boy is like trying to defend himself. He's like, "No, you see, it, it understand." There was, oh boy, oh how do I how do I explain this? <laughs> and as he's talking, the cart that they're on, the train cart that the glider's on, uh, just starts drifting further and further down the hill until it just takes off entirely. And uh, Akashi starts following him on her bike. And he's like, "You got to stop the cart, or else you're going to fly into the lake at the end of the tracks." And it's like, well, there's no brakes. So what do we do? And it's like, fuck it. And he just, main boy climbs into the glider. And he's like, if we're going down, if we're picking up speed, might as well try and take off and fly on this bad boy. And he's like, you know what? I, you know, I got some practice of cycling. I got some strength in my legs now. I can just cycle this bad boy and take it off into the air. And as soon as he gets in the glider, no pedals, no way, no way to cycle it. And he's like, hey, Akashi, the fuck? How, what? <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, we were part of the free fall category. You just you just throw the thing off a platform and just pray. And he's like, cool. you assumed there would be a bike element. Yeah. We <laughs> objectively never mention anything about a bike because it's not there. It's not there. Why would? There's also not an elevator because it's not there. <laughs> um, and uh, sure enough, they get to the end of the train tracks and the glider gets launched off and it's flying over the lake. And he's dangling out of it, and it just starts falling apart, because it's not done, and he's hanging out, and it crashes into the other side of the lake, and he falls in, and while he's drifting through the water, he reflects, Huh, I wonder if two years ago, before I joined the cycling club, I could have avoided all of this in Ozu. Hmm. Hmm. That's episode three. Bada bing, bada boom. That's how we do it. It just dawned on me. This was a sneaky way for this anime to have all the club activities in it. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, oh, oh, we can't decide which club to put this kid in to set our story. Ooh, what if we do some flashback stuff so we can do them all? Perfect. That's a show. <laughs> this is the club anime. <laughs> the club anime. It stops here. Nothing else can beat this. Mm-hmm. Well. Are we there? Yeah, this... This is an interesting one where I can tell there is great artistry in it. Mm-hmm. It was extremely detrimental to have to read the subtitles and not be able to look at all the art, as I mentioned at the top. <laughs> so that I I would recommend if there is a dub, 
to watch that because you're going to just have your eyes glued on the text that you will not be able to enjoy the visuals, which are very cool, very interesting. Uh, this is from 2004. It still looks fresh. And Wait, uh, what? Yeah, this is 2004. That, wow. That, like, I know it's stylized, but like that still I think the, I think the novel might have come out in 2004, and I think this might have been 2010. Oh, was it? I looked it up beforehand, I think. Maybe. Ah. Still, that's, that's still, a decade yeah, on it. Still, yeah, that's 11 but, years old. Yeah, to still, oh. in 2021, to watch it after watching almost 200 series and being like, wow, this is this looks really cool. Like, mm-hmm. there's live-action video segments that's to, like just mm-hmm. blurred enough to give it like an animation quality. It's really interesting and well-made. Um, it's a fun way to do a Groundhog Day sort of story without having to do the same things over and over and over again, just having mm-hmm. those like recurring touchstones. This is going to be like a rare, I, I want to come back to this. I, uh, I'm watching it now. Not in the ideal time where it's like, hey, <laughs> chart out what happens. But, mm-hmm. I, like, there's definitely a lot going on here that uh, I definitely want to dig into. But my brain currently hurts. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested in seeing. Because it must get to a point of his, like, self-awareness where he just knows what's going to happen. So the show must have some kind of shift at some point mm-hmm. um, from yeah, just being clubs over and over again. Yeah, because we do have mentioned that in the third episode, he was just starting to get sick of Ozu shit. Like, there's just slight memories that are recurring and getting a little bit stronger each time. So it it is interesting to see where they take it. I'm yeah. scared that they're going with an Ozu, like, fight club, they're the same person thing. Because mm-hmm. there's hints to it. But also, Ozu is, like, very publicly addressed by people. So mm-hmm. it's like, hmm, I'm I'm afraid you're going to try to pull the rug out from under us. But we can be like, no, there's so much evidence that that was not a possibility. Because, <laughs> like, we get elements of him being like, hey, only put your name on the documentary. Don't put mine. And, hmm? oh, I'm going to uh, disguise so you seem to be the bike thief captain, not me. Uh, yeah. And those sorts of elements. But it's like, you you can't do both, though. You can't also have him in in the crew of the other movie. Because yeah. that means I, yeah. he has a physical property of being a person. <laughs> he exists without the main boy around. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know the main boy's name, though. Yeah. Maybe his Ozu. name is Ozu. <gasps> And he did work on the movie. Who knows? But yeah, I would hope not. I hope something different happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it'll necessarily be because we've seen uh, a lot of this director's other work. Enjoyed, I think, all of it. I don't know. I mean, ping pong, he's a kid, but he's mm-hmm. um, I, I think the writing would be better than that, uh, or it wouldn't be as inconsistent to do something like that. But I'm still not sure what these are with these different episodes i still think with three episodes we're still in the setup phase yeah Um, and like we said we're starting to see the changes and the the shifts in continuity of him remembering stuff and him not tolerating as much uh with episode three so i think this is where it'll start changing after episode three but as Mm -hmm. of right now we're still in the set because 
yeah, are these just alternate realities? Is this just him asking himself, what if? Or is this actually, like, some sort of continuity where they all are happening one after each other because he remembers the fortune teller? Or is it, you know, I, I'm still not sure exactly what these are, so I can't say for sure what it is or isn't. Because if Ozu was on stage at the movie, that would make sense that they're not the same person. But if that whole movie club scenario didn't ever exist, then any evidence from that also doesn't. So Yeah, that's true. With this one, I'm enjoying the ride, and I'm I'm less trying to solve the mystery before it's revealed, because it's so stylized and so done in a way. I'm like, you know what? You take your time. You show me. Like, I'm on board <laughs> for the ride. I'm not going to try and guess what the twist is before it happens, because if I do get it right, I'll be disappointed I didn't let it happen. If I don't get it right, I'll be mad that I didn't guess. Like, so I'm just like, you know what? Pretty colors. Let's go. <laughs> This guy's a shitty person, though. Like, <laughs> unlikable main character all, all the way. Yes. Yeah. Ozu uh, and uh, Ozu and Main Boy have a pretty similar relationship to like Peko and Smile from Ping Pong, but they're both much uh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> Smile was just depressed, and Peko was also so. <laughs> <laughs> but in a different way. <laughs> but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoy uh, this director's work, so I. I Fully on board with whatever this is. Yeah, we love Masaki Uasa. Yeah, very rare to be like, I trust you, anime creator. Uh, <laughs> take me by the hand and lead me down your path. You mm-hmm. haven't hurt me yet. Um, <laughs> I, I was noticing the end uh, credit sequence because I didn't. I really enjoyed uh, how it was presented and the song it was uh, done. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, uh, tatami mat room because you can see the lines within the room as like tatami mats. Mm-hmm. And then all the other like shapes that were building off of it were other rooms with doors opening up, like a blueprint layout like of a door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's why it's Tatami Galaxy. It's like, because in the second episode when he was in the movie club, mm-hmm. he said one of his short films was a man trapped in like a four by four Tatami map. Oh yeah. And like it was just him like reliving stuff over and over again. I think that was a very quick like hint of like this is what it is. This is yeah. what the whole show is. And then the ending is like a one-room tatami map with all these different rooms branching out. And one part of the credits is a bunch of rooms collapsing in on the center with the tatami mats. And like the screen gets very shaky, jarring and stuff and a lot of pressure building up around it. So once I saw that and started piecing it in, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. I think this is just main boy like disassociating from the stress of it. And the short film he did in episode two was kind of a peak of what the show is my mm. guess. Yeah, because he said yeah. that film was like trying to escape the maze, but every room is the same, and it you just mm-hmm. keep repeating it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that's definitely there. It also when whenever we get into like deep discussions in the analysis <laughs> phase, I'm like, yeah, this is a good show because <laughs> thinking about last week, we're immediately we're like, fuck this, no, <laughs> there's no, there's not even worthy art to talk about here. <laughs> Uh, just the bold shift to be like, oh yeah, the the short film mentioned represents the ending credits theme, and it it's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this this is good. Oh, I'll give it that. This is good. Sometimes there's more to talk about. Sometimes it's just garbage, <laughs> and that's mostly what I bring. I acknowledge that sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes every once in a while <laughs> in a blue moon. Uh, well, what what type of moon will we have next week? I'll tell you. Um, so, we've talked about Monster Girls before, 
Yeah. Um, we've explored their bodies. Yeah. Um, but what if we explore their brains this time? Ooh. So we're watching Interviews with Monster Girls. Hmm. The plot intrigues me, and uh, yeah. Big, heavy plot. I, I'm still terrified at the uh, just promise of Monster Girls, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm excited either way. I love Monster Girls. Hell yeah. Uh, if there's a show you're excited about, you, the listener, hey, yeah, I'm talking to you. You, there, with the headphones. Yes. Me? Oh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. Uh, technically. If there's a recommendation you would of a show you would like us to watch, you can send those recommendations to us. Our email is areweebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on social media uh, at areweebthereyet on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at honeyperiod. And on Twitter at HoneyD8 and HoneyDart. Honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. Find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silent, which is a video game podcast I did for 420 episodes. I'm going to nice. guess like 40 of them are solid. <laughs> but that's a backlog if you need something to listen to. <laughs> uh, I just got to notice I'm running out of storage space. So thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork. And thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you. And we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever My beautiful wife. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.